Smart podcast, first official one of 2021. Back with my dude Trislet and the Meow Meow herself, Sandy Meows, and uh, was just briefly talking with them before this, and we we both tried to like sort of step back for a couple of days, especially after this epic New Year's Eve uh, festival that we had, and and just sort of uh, take a little bit of time off and relax. And now we're all back, like constantly battling notifications of like people who have hit us up while we're gone, and it's. It's all really good stuff. Uh, I mean, the response from our New Year's Eve festival was almost unprecedented, I feel like, and been in a conversation with a bunch of them since then, and uh, got a bunch more people who want to do start doing things on our Discord, which uh, we can get into and everything. But uh, yeah, back to the whip. Uh, next Metalympics event this week, sponsored by Axie Infinity, should be dope. Uh, and... Uh, uh, parabolic uh, crypto spike since we've <laughs> last been here. So, uh, not, not to mention gas spike as well, which uh, presents its own like types of situations. But uh, somehow that doesn't sting quite as much when uh, all of crypto goes parabolic. Uh, so, what's up, y'all? How have your guys' uh, time off, if you can call it that, been? And how are things looking on your ends? Hey, what's up? <laughs> um, looking good. Uh, it's funny that we try to make this and and take them some time off, but I feel like there was no time <laughs> off taken at all. Like there was still go things going on, and then I feel for the first time in a in a in a while, um, home life. I feel like this these festivities these uh, this year were a lot busier than than other times. So. Yeah, just trying to keep up with all of the notifications, too. It's partially my fault for trying to jam in this massive New Year's Eve music festival. I, I take some responsibility for that. Sorry, Chris. <laughs> What's up, man? How have you been, dude? No, that's all right. you were in, yeah. Dude, no, big thanks to you for recording that thing, man. I, I've yeah. actually gone back a couple times since then. Yeah, that was really good. I, that worked out a lot better than I thought it would. I, was a, I had been in some conversation with a Paradox, and Tin Man brought it up, too, because when we were doing the – when I was setting – it, well – I sort of waited the last minute and then I was trying to get, make it work and then I got it working, but I was, man, I wish I could just hand over a public Twitch key to some of these streamers because some of them had some really cool stuff. You know, if I was able to jump to their channel and live stream their stuff, but half of it, like, you know, I'd have to walk away from my computer for an hour and I'd come back and the new guy would be there and be like, oh shit, I got to switch which input I'm going. Uh, I got to look at yeah. their stream. I got to pull it. So I'm like, ah, oh, some of the video is probably not that great. <laughs> You know, but it's also like sitting there because then I also I fell asleep. I did stay up for New Year's, but I fell asleep probably like one. Woke up and the stream was still going, obviously, because I wasn't there to stop it. You know how it is. You're <laughs> Wait, so you can stream. There's like some meta Twitch feature where you can like from your Twitch feed, like import someone else's Twitch feed. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, this is, dude. When, the more I delve into it, there's a there's a bunch of gamer related stuff. It's funny because like sometimes I've heard of Twitch raids and stuff where it's like you got a bunch of new subscribers come in and start trying to, you know, they get a whole bunch of people to drop memes in your channel and stuff, and then they can rebroadcast your channel through their channel, and you can do all this other stuff. Uh, I'm like, oh man, I should like if I just had a Twitch key, I could just hand out. You know, if you've got a musician, uh, if Trippy, you wanted to. Hey, if you put in my key and you're using something like OBS to stream, you'll just you'll you'll stream to my channel instead of yours. Like we could do all kinds of stuff like that, apparently. So, 
There's a rabbit Dude. hole we might have to jump down, right? <laughs> Maybe, because I know, Sandy, you were saying you've been in contact with a, a couple of our musicians and, and I have as well about doing ongoing things. And I know Harrison first was utilizing his Twitch feed and a few of the other ones. Uh, what, what's been your conversations going on, Sandy? Yeah, I think when I was speaking to all of them, all of them were using like OBS, um, but my world and mighty 33 are super excited they've got their fire lit up and they want to start doing their own thing with us as well and um, same with with other people um who were just listening in i know um uh eclectic method has been in talks with you as well right yeah, eclectic method seems to be down. It seemed like everyone just like got a really great vibe from the New Year's Eve festival and wants to like recreate that somehow. And I, I mean, all these musicians are talented enough and big enough in their own right to have standalone shows. Uh, I know I, I've been in contact with Crypto Carla and she was also trying to uh, launched this 30 days of NFT contest that's been going on um, and in contact with her about doing uh, her own thing in our discord as well at some point, but she's actually looking for uh, artists and like collaborators to showcase. And I keep getting tagged in her tweets and I, so I know they're blowing up. So if, if people, artists or NFT creators want to get in on crypto Carla's promo, uh, it would really help smooth the way for me getting my Rizzle remix made of her Drizzle song. Um, <laughs> so I'm tr trying to throw her a bone and help her out here, see if I can get on the remix. Um, but no, so, so many good vibes. Uh, yeah, been in contact with Eclectic Method. I'm not sure he has like a really solid idea right this second about what he wants to do, but uh, our audience is so dope, man. And uh, yeah, the whole the whole thing from start to finish was... Uh, I feel like no one really knew exactly how it was going to play out. We tried to like smooth the path as much as humanly possible. And it pretty much went off without a hitch. Like I can't think of like really any major misfires. There was like, you know, some basic uh, technical, you know, troubleshooting stuff that always happens when there's a ton of people in discord. Uh, Dab Dragon may have played some like overly offensive <laughs> comedy DVD that I was actually eating dinner while that was going on. So I, I take no, <laughs> no responsibility for whatever the hell went down then. Uh, however, it seemed like even that people took in stride and like everybody pretty much had a good time. Uh, I, I mean, is that what, what you guys saw as well? Yeah, I, mean, I saw I that. Yeah, I, I definitely thought for that video Dab was playing, I. I actually, because I started playing the video feed, and when I saw what he was doing, I was like, man, if I stream this, restream this through our Twitch channel, I'm like, something's going to happen, right? I don't need to have any sort of IP stuff related here. So I didn't actually <laughs> stream the actual video he was playing. I'm like, there is some interesting stuff. Maybe I was overthinking that, you know, but I'm like, eh, I don't want to restream somebody else's content and then claim it as our own. <laughs> No, you know, I actually saw thing, yeah. on the Twitch feed. Uh, sorry, Sandy, go ahead. No, 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 just stop. I was, I was just gonna say, I did see actually when I went to rewatch some of the Twitch feed. Uh, I saw that it, they must have some sort of bot that automatically removes, like, searches for and removes copyrighted content because there's a couple of gaps in the Twitch feed during various people's performances where they must have sampled something for a couple seconds and then they, you know, they got it blanked out uh, for a minute or so in the Twitch feed, but. 99% of it uh, was was excellent. And uh, yeah, like I said, I went back and rewatched it. Dude, the, the 
the moment there are a couple like moments that really stick out and and everyone really crushed their set uh but bringing in the new year with show i feel like was so perfect just on like a personal level like just uh, it just felt right having show yell at me for <laughs> like the end of 2020 <laughs> and then you know by that point i had been pretty much up and around throughout the entire music festival. It's like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna try and stick it out. And by the time Vandal brought in the new year on the West Coast, he was like, I got the perfect song. And then he dropped some like club remix of uh, One Love by Bob Marley or Is Is Love. And to me, that was just like the most epic way to like close the thing. I was like 16 hours deep at that point into the music festival. I knew Natuno was up on deck and excited. So I'm like, yes, there's no more technical hurdles. And I was possibly like a couple beers into the night at that point. <laughs> and it was like just a great, great, great way to close out New Year's Eve on, on the entire US side of things and everything. And I feel like the response online was, was just insane and it's still ongoing. Well, partially because Dab Dragon is like continuing <laughs> to, to respond to post about <laughs> some squirrel that he consumed during the course of the event or something like that but <laughs> you know yeah no i was able to also like go in uh each and every one set even for a little bit because i was with um the in-laws so i i really enjoyed everyone's set for sure everyone brought a little bit different something different to the table and yeah the response was amazing from everyone Definitely got to listen. I, I didn't know, um, I had listened to a lot of their sound checks. And so I, I had a vibe, I had like a certain vibe uh, for each and every one, each and every artist. Um, but, oh my gosh, you know what? Let's cut this out. <laughs> I feel like I'm still waking up, Rizzo. No, it's <laughs> like... no. That's all right. No, we can keep it in. In fact, we want to emphasize that. Make sure yes. you turn the volume up for that piece. I actually pinged Sandy like <laughs> extra early this morning. No. Like, get up, vacation's over. I don't care if you felt busy. We're recording this podcast now. <laughs> get up, <laughs> dude. That's that's actually yeah. That's that's a good point. I wasn't even thinking. Usually, you know, everybody's gets you take their week off and it's your vacation time and whatever. Like this week felt like it really. It was a long week. There was so much stuff going on. There was a lot of things that you could keep up on. There was the crypto play. The whole ecosystem like i don't know if you've followed any nftx stuff like that's been i've seen it all over the place but yeah their pool they sold out the we've done a bunch of stuff with joy through in uh infinite fd you know we've we've been on board with all kinds of stuff that new year's eve stuff is cool so you said the parabolic jump for crypto over the past couple of days is there's been so much news and so much interesting stuff happening so, Dude, can you ex explain like why the joy thing is a big deal? Because that that's was one of the other things that I feel like was almost like inescapable on crypto Twitter was the the launch of that and and I have like some general like understanding of why it's important. But it, can you do like a explain it like I'm five for the for the people? Yeah, I guess in essence we're trying to. Uh, well, you know, Infinity the whole the whole thing that makes it important and cool is that when you upload your asset, we we're using our weave and IPFS. So it uploads your data and everything's stored on chain decentralized. It also jumps the metadata associated with the token on chain. So the whole point is once it's there, even if something happened and our servers went offline, it doesn't affect anything that's put up there. 
that's what makes it cool and what makes it on chain so that's sort of the first iteration this joy why this is cool because this is sort of like we want to turn it into our second iteration piece is this whole i get the 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 verbiage i keep being told is it's it's similar to what an in the art world you'd see it as an artist proof where an artist creates a piece and that's the original and that original that usually doesn't get sold ever but you have editions or mints off that proof and those mints are the editions that you would actually see for sale in an art museum and things like that but the proof usually never leaves the artist's hands or you know maybe when the artist goes passes on or something else happens or it gets left to somebody else that's the piece that gets sort of like gifted to a museum so we're trying to emulate that sort of thing in our contract where you've got it's, it's similar to like a template type token you create your base token that's got your base image your base information and all that and then you set how many additions can be made off it and then depending on how the artist wants to treat their work they can either say you know here's the here's my template i want to have say there's going to be 10 mints off this and that's going to be it it's going to cut off and can't be minted again so with that the artist can either mint all 10 initially themselves and do whatever they want with it or they can create in joy's case what we've created for his first launch was the joy vending machine so you can open it up you can say there's going to be 2000 of the spinning pencils that he made and it's a vending machine so everybody comes in and puts you know however much ETH they reference into the vending machine they get one of the nfts until it hits 2000 then it cuts off and you can't make any more so that's each one of those tokens that come out are still they still meet the 721 standard so they're all individual they're all non-fungible assets but the data references a main template which why that's cool is that we also included the ability to add additional files to that template in joy's case he's going to have you know he's got the animated uh, png which is what you see on OpenSea and things but he's also able to upload additional ones like he wants to upload a a glb 3d file he wants to add you know jpeg ones he wants to add a uh, there's an ar uh, component because he's been working on an iphone app so he wants the ar folder as well so if you own one of those nfts depending on what application you open it in it'll reference a different artwork that works in that application for you so now if you with that going forward all of the joy toys if you buy one you can basically use it in any any uh, application that wants to uh, adopt our standard for that in that uh, file index. And so I think I started getting a little too technical on that. I think I went beyond the like, like five-year-old thing. Like, tw- like 12 or 13 at least. Yeah, you're at least a machine. No, I, I mean, I, I feel like I basically get it. And then there's something in it about like, you know, especially like talking about the gas prices and, and correct me if I'm wrong, man, there's some some sort of facet of it where you basically can put the ownership on the person who's minting to pay the gas instead of the artist paying the gas to mint their thing first. Or, or is that like not? Or... Yeah, that's the vending machine mechanic where you have, okay. a, you have a base template and then, hey, you want... You want addition one of this template you know it's you have to pay to mint this got but it, then it taps it. so because in the past yeah you know when joy wanted to do something well usually he does one of one so it's not as much of you know his earlier stuff isn't as big an issue but if you're an artist and you say you want to make a hundred mints of your piece 
you'd have to pay the gas for each one, put it to your own wallet, and then list each one individually. You know, that sort of thing. Here, it's if you want it as the user, you come in, you pay whatever my cost is, and then it's also on, the onus is on you to pay the gas fee associated. So, this might be a dumb question, but is, has that never been done before? It, I mean, there's it... been some limited ones of it, but usually when you mint it, that token that you get is like a full enclosed piece it's its own thing okay so when you get the token you know that's it it can it's not able to be updated or modified by the artist where part of our want here is to have it so the artist down the road could append oh. additional information to it without having to go to each individual token now you just append it to the master you know proof token, and every one that's been minted off that will all inherit that basically so i i would assume man i mean like joy i again i assume like joy has like a pretty intricate understanding of like smart contracts and like the benefits or lack of benefits of going with like certain smart contracts and i, I mean i would guess like someone like him would be our target audience in terms of being able to, to like carry this out for somebody else or whatever. I, I mean, it just seems like you really have to have like a higher level understanding of like tokens and like tokenomics and uh, you know, modifying them in order to like flex this method and this smart contract uh, in the way it should be in order to like use it properly. Right. I, I mean, this, it, it seems awesome, but it also seems like we're in like very early stages of like the awesomeness because, you know, it just takes a higher level of understanding to grasp it. I think that's, well, in this case, with Joy's case, that's because we were trying to get it out, proof of concept and make sure everything works with Joy, you know, on board with it. Uh, now that we've got this stuff down, I mean, our next step is working on better UI, better front end to make it easier for users to understand. You know, because there is, it's powerful, but why it's powerful is really, it's it's going to, it's yet to be seen because it really is going to depend on what the artists do with it, right? Like I know, for instance, Connie's done a lot of really cool stuff with MP3s and special album cover art for those albums and stuff. So I'm like, a user like that, that has a little more technic, technical savvy than some other users, you know, he, I could see him potentially taking it a lot further than somebody else. Whereas um, the other side is not everybody needs that, so... We still want to kind of have an option for people not have to do that. I mean, I do feel the minting piece from the template and then having sub ones does save on gas because otherwise you'd have to modify each token down the road, you know? So if anything ever changed or whatever you and gas prices are going up to 500 on you, then all of a sudden things get crazy out of control, right? For gas costs. I don't know if you've ever tried using one of those gas destination yeah. tools, but it sucks when you look and see you've spent 10 ETH on gas over the past year, right? <laughs> I don't even want to look. <laughs> you, well, that was my next question. I mean, do you guys think like, you know, the parabolic rise in crypto is nice, but it also, you know, I, I went to uh, <laughs> went to buy a piece of art that was like 10 bucks and wanted to hit me with like $50 worth of gas. And I'm like, you know, this piece of art is cool, but like this shit is out of control. And and actually, Sandy, I, I saw a post from you over the weekend or maybe it was yesterday or whatever that uh, you started playing this Dark Forest game that's uh, built on XDAI, I believe, which is the same thing that the popes that we've been dishing out are also on the XDAI chain, 
which seems like basically free or like next to nothing. And I'm like, you know, is how, how does, well, just curious about that game because I feel like that was like the other thing that was inescapable for the past like couple of days or whatever, popping up all over the place. And I'm like, dude, I, I like love games like that to the extent that I almost purposely don't try them because I'm afraid of getting totally sucked into the wormhole. And, and I'm dying for like a really cool, game that blockchain based game that isn't just like the same like battle each other type of thing and this looks like it could be one so what, what's the scoop sandy is it like legit on the x die network and like functioning like something like awesome like that should yeah, so the game is Dark Forest and it it's on the XI and five cents alone goes a long way. Um, I was going nuts with this, so my five cents <laughs> was spent, um, but I reached out and um, Bitcoin Louie and Kai, um, they provided me with a um, with dollar and 25 cents additional. And I still have that amount, like that amount you could still use. The game itself is really fun. Um, you I guess conquer these uh, planets, these unclaimed planet planets, and some of these planets have gifts. They have NFTs, um, and and they go to you. So I, it's like maybe like a, a nice treasure hunt, but as well as a a conquering planet. I'm still trying to figure it, to figure it out myself. So I just started last night. Is yeah. it all on XDI? I just, start, I just started yeah. today. And I've already heard Sandy's a roving pirate and it's a watch out. <laughs> you know, it's so funny because I, um, Kai, he's the one who helped me out with some x And all of a sudden I saw this big planet. I'm like, oh my gosh, I need to get to it. But in order to get to it, you need to kind of like jump and move your energy from this planet to this other planet to conquer the planet that's like 1000k um so i was trying to get that planet and i'm like oh no i see somebody else uh trying to to get that planet too and it didn't hit me and all of a sudden i see that the name is kai and i'm like oh my god <laughs> there's no way i could win against kai so i told him like abort 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 <laughs> i'm leaving you alone i'm going north <laughs> so um, it's a really fun game I enjoy it and um, I, I can't explain it. It's just, it, it gets addictive. You're just trying to hop and you're trying to get all the little planets to get this big planet and, um, and take over the universe. Yeah. I'm already getting sucked into it's pretty. Yeah. If you're, if you're the type that gets sucked into strategy type games, Rizzle, you, it might be smart to stay away. I'm, I'm getting FOMO just looking at these guys, damn it. <laughs> Dude, I, I feel like 2021 has got to be the year of like legit playable blockchain-based games. I, I like have tried, I feel like a lot of them. And, and to be fair, I haven't ventured too far off of the Ethereum blockchain, uh, basically because it seems like uh, up until this point, a lot of the games that are off the Ethereum network are like flash in the pans or like knockoffs or just like money grabs or whatever. And the last thing I want to do is get like sucked into one of those. But I, I feel like the time is ripe. Like a lot of these like games, like, you know, I keep thinking about like my crypto heroes which also has like brave frontier heroes which has like a lot of people on their team who have like legit gaming experience that uh and i i know from talking to some of those guys at, at nft nyc that they're trying to build some of these out eventually into being like actual like rpg type blockchain based games but uh it just feels like nothing's like really gotten there yet 
and but I, I say that with caution because I'm like shit when one actually gets there I'm like <laughs> my, my time is gonna get all sucked into it because I've been waiting for something like that for for so long um do, do you guys have like uh I, I know I'm sort of springing this on you I don't really have anything off the top of my head but in, in terms of like 2021 like you know and the space unfolding in a certain way you know i feel like this is one of very few professions where if someone asks you like where do you see yourself in five years and you're like i have no fucking clue that that's like a pretty good answer because i i feel like you're almost silly to think that you do know where things are going but it, do you guys have any like things on your short list that you'd really like to see either like come to fruition in 2021 or like get worked out or like, you know, any, any predictions that we can circle back to nine months from now and be like, yo, Trislet called it <laughs> or like some, something like that. Um, okay. So I, I think all of us knew that Bitcoin was going to go uh, above 20,000. I was shocked to see it over 32 uh, over the weekend. And Ethereum alone, it it, it rocketed up to over $1,000. So in a year in 2021, I just, I don't know, I only see it rising and, um, and we're still early. We're still, we're still early. Um, yeah. You know, you you think twenty thousand is a lot. Wait till it's like a hundred thousand. Then you're gonna be like, oh man, I should have just jumped in in twenty thousand. But um, as far as games and stuff, I think Dark Forest has like the the idea of you know incorporating XI, and so I think we'll see a lot of XI. I've I've been seeing XI being used a lot, like you mentioned for the Po app. So um, I could only you know imagine it being used in the future for other things as well. Yeah, you know, it's. I was getting into some conversation around Matic as well, because I, uh, how how'd the conversation go? It was something about, you know, in some artist conversation where people talk about when ETH runs up and then you see gas prices go through the roof and all of a sudden it's crazy expensive. You know, it's like, you know, boy, should we change, jump to a new chain? Should we do this? You know, it's like, should everybody lower their prices? Should they, and it's like, yeah, all these I keep seeing uh, layer two solutions come up and a lot of them, like I like Matic personally. I think the technology is really interesting and seems really solid, but man, the front end UI is rough. You know, it's like at, at that, that conversation, every time the gas drops down then we get back to like, you know, things as normal and every just all that conversation just sort of stops. It feels like. And then as soon as gas prices mm -hmm. go through the roof again, then everybody starts saying, Oh man, what about the, yeah. I'm like, well, why did the conversation stop while gas prices were low? That would have been the perfect time to be testing this stuff, right? Yeah. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Even um, with the with the New Year's uh, holiday NFT that was sent out to everyone, um, it was only I think like anywhere between like a dollar fifty to three dollars when it was being sent. And over the weekend, I, I still had a couple of people that I wanted to send it to, but I didn't have their addresses. And when they sent it to me, gas was just for that one piece, like $17 alone. And not only that, so imagine sending 17 to like 100 plus, not like, yeah, spending gas 17 times 100 and plus people. But I was actually trying to mint uh, Jimmy's birthday gift on Infinity Tokens, and gas was nuts, like over three hundred dollars as well. So I'm like, sorry. That was like, the <laughs> Thanks. Well, that's it's funny because the way as a you know sometimes when I'm talking to other people because 
I, I'm not a big fan of when people, because I hear it a lot where people say, well, you know, this X chain does this a whole lot better or so, you know, whatever the conversation is like, maybe we should leave Ethereum and go to this chain. And it's like, you know, as soon as the volume gets to the same point, you're going to have the same issue. So maybe yeah. you can fix it now instead of just jumping ship. Right. Jumping. Cause yeah. Dude, for me, like, this is very, I'm glad your dog made an appearance, man. Every time someone's dog barks in Discord, I'm like, Trizlet's dog's back. <laughs> I know, he's feeling left out. He wants to. <laughs> um, like, I have an input too, 2021. I'll have, to, right. I'll have to put some pictures in him whenever we do the listening party. I'll yes. <laughs> 2021, the year Trizlet's dog gets a profile on Discord. Oh, my God. Oh, right. New Discord account. I'll even put little headphones on the dog. It'll be great. Yes. <laughs> No, uh, dude, I, I agree with what you're saying about other blockchains eventually running into the same problem. I mean, the, Bitcoin, you know, takes a lot of uh, I, I feel like Bitcoin actually went through like a rebranding phase because, you know, back, you know, several years ago, Bitcoin was very usable in everyday transactions, despite people saying like they had to wait all this time to like pay for like a cup of coffee or whatever, whatever. I was using it in everyday transactions and very rarely had any problem uh, that was of significance in a very similar way that I, I use Ethereum now. And the exact same thing happened to Bitcoin. The, the, the price went through the roof. The transaction fees also went through the roof. And then it seemed like it went through this like rebranding into like, okay, well, it's not for everyday transactions. Now it's like digital gold. So you just buy it and sit on it. And then like, don't, don't worry about using it for coffee or anything, which which is like, okay, fine, whatever. Uh, but I, I feel like Ethereum is about to go through like a same type of thing unless ETH 2.0 has some type of answer for it because one, once the blockchain becomes super bloated, then yeah, pretty much everywhere else seems like they're going to run into this unless they've got some sort of magic solution for it. Um, but I don't know, man. I'm, I'm not, I don't speak dev and don't pretend to. I, I just sort of pay attention to the market uh, fluctuations and that kind of thing. Uh, but I, I do feel like when things find me, that's something. And XDI sort of found me. I wasn't looking for it, but now I have a bunch of XDI shit. And, and Wax is the other one that I ha had been sort of trying to avoid just because I don't, I just don't like my stuff spread out in like a million different places, but I, I feel like I finally got beat over the head with the, with the wax baton uh, over this break. Also uh, mostly by love handles actually, who is uh, trying to do like a really awesome initiative where he's, he started this fundraiser like a year ago on, on scent, I want to say. And then it's sort of, at least for me, fell off the radar and by the wayside, and I haven't spent a whole lot of time over there lately to pay attention to it. Uh, but finally met his fundraising goal and distributed like 60 meals to homeless people in LA. And anyway, he's a big fan of the Wax blockchain and got to talking to him with that on the side. But I'm trying to get him in to do some stuff, and he seems like totally down. And I, I would really, really like to build out some sort of like community service arm of the token smart community where like uh i you know i don't know necessarily know if it always manifests itself in like love, love handles like physically handing out meals to people uh but i feel like the time is ripe and people want to give back in real life to things that are good for them and he seems like very very motivated uh so anyway in trying to convince him and trying to convince him to do something he's like you got to get on wax you got to get on wax i'll send you a bunch of stuff and i'm like oh you're like the billionth person who's told me that and i've like resisted up until this point but 
it's like, all right, fine, man, get on wax. And, uh, and it's, you know, I, I, I guess I would, you know, compare it to flow in the sense that they've got like a lot of IP and like cool, like recognizable name kinds of things like going on in, on the wax blockchain and coming into the wax blockchain. So I, I don't know, it's, it's going to be interesting to see like what is sustainable with these gas prices or how like ETH 2.0 affects these gas prices. Uh, and, and I don't, do you have any, in, do either of you have any insight into that? I, I really don't, to be honest. You know, sometimes it's funny because the one thing I like about wax and I'm showing my age is that I really like garbage pill kids. Cause I remember playing yeah, man. cards. So the minute I got on there, I'm like <laughs> throw mine out. Cause you thought they were, they were horrible, which they oh, were. Yeah. But I was thing. yeah. I remember going back and it's like, mom, mom, don't I have those? Like, no, we throw those out, threw those out a long time ago. I was, ah. But yeah, <laughs> I know those have, they have the IP behind them. I mean, it's wax is pretty cool. I got, I've gotten onto it a couple of times and played with some of it. What I like about wax is they seem to have gone the user interface first. Like it's really easy for a non nerd to get on to wax, you know, yeah. and that's, which is Could be two nice. seconds. Yeah. And that's like, well, that's, a, I know sometimes I think, man, if they could just combine their efforts with the Ethereum blockchain, we'd have all our problems solved, wouldn't they? It, yeah, I don't know. So, yeah. It's funny. I'm, I'm not as big a fan of jumping shit because I feel like, yeah, you're bringing up Bitcoin. That's a really good example because I feel like Bitcoin at one point was starting to go down that route when they started getting a, wasn't it Rare Peps or the Color Coin stuff? Or they started trying to go a non-fungible route on the Bitcoin chain, but by the time that was even a thing, like gas, uh, it wasn't gas, right? The transaction fees for Bitcoin were going through the roof for other reasons. So instead of going that route, you know, like Ethereum became the big one for it. So I'm like, well, and here's our opportunity to fix that problem instead of jumping to a new chain. <laughs> Maybe focus wax on, on making wax on Yeah. Yeah, I, I feel like Wax almost to me just feels like like a website, basically. Like I in in my head, I understand like behind the scenes is is a blockchain, and I guess that's what Flow is trying to accomplish too, right? They're, they're trying to sort of take the blockchain out of it, um, and I you know I don't know. I I feel like there's if if you take that part out of it entirely, or like you know, remove the entire blockchain aspect from it, then you take some user education to explain why this is different than just paying money from something that's going to sit in some sort of centralized wallet or server or whatever. Like, you know what I mean? Then, then the onus is sort of on the platform to explain why it's cool. Uh, I think, yeah, I don't know, man, it's going to be interesting. I, you know, I was, I was thinking, uh, again over this sort of fake break that we had how like you know my my twitter handle is nft land but you know i in theory if if we're nfting properly like my twitter handle should be obsolete eventually because nf the the technology behind nfts should be so expansive and behind so many different things that uh you know when i'm explaining to my grandkids or whatever like yeah we were like messing around with nfts they're gonna be like well like what is that that that's like some really basic technology behind like everything that we do now um so i don't know i'm sort of going off on a tangent here but it, it's going to be interesting to see how like the market consolidates all these technologies uh into their like various factions or if they there is any like cross uh you know 
what am I trying to say? Um, interoperability, because, you know, when we're going back to the metaverse again, you know, and then we're talking about wax blockchain, flow blockchain, talk about crypto voxels, Somnium space, Decentraland, like all these places and everything is like, are they also going to then have to like, you know, consider incorporating multiple blockchains or does someone put their foot down and say like, everything's got to be on this or that, or someone finally make the Rizzle wallet where everything is functional everywhere that I just made up. And someone was like, yo, this is not even possible. Like 2022 <laughs> Rizzle wallet. The Rizzle wallet. That, that's a good idea. That'll be our next thing. You just made the next million dollar idea. Right. But all this stuff, I mean, this is all base level stuff. Like this is all, when people talk about building a platform, like it, it's funny how, you know, as, as time goes on and things get easier and better and the UI gets better, like people totally forget the platform they're on, you know, it's actually calling back to a, I know I've used back of the future references before. My favorite one is when he's in the future playing an arcade game. And then the kids say, Oh, you have to use your hands. That's a baby's game. You know, <laughs> they've expanded on the base so far that they don't, you know, the kids nowadays, they don't even realize what's on what's underneath what's powering what they're using. So I'm like, as soon as we're at that point, people won't even realize they're using Ethereum, Bitcoin, or whatever, because there'll be so many layers obfuscating it, right? No, you're probably right, man. I, I feel like that's basically where we have to head towards or whatever. But it, it, when, when you talk about that, it feels like we're in the Stone Ages now still yeah. in terms of like getting there, right? Well, that's where whenever people ask if it's too early to get in, right? And it's like, no, it's not even remotely close to too early to get in. You're still in still in the, uh, the early stages i think do you think you guys could compare it to like uh like where we are right now is where when eight tracks were invented <laughs> would you compare it the same way too i don't know you know eight tracks had a lot of positive stuff over cassettes you could choose what track to play on and stuff so i <laughs> the best technology <laughs> will be the winner are we right? Final right now <laughs> but eight, eight tracks were the first like portable like music technology, if I'm not mistaken, right? Like they're relatively portable. The players are still pretty big, but they fit in a car, right? Well, that's that's all they really counted back in the day, right? right. <laughs> like you just got to cram one of these things. You couldn't cram a record player yeah, the, into the, the car. Cassettes, they they went with the Walkman, and that's where things really started blowing up, right? Because now you got the little yeah. side hip thing you could carry around. <laughs> no, it's it should be interesting, man. I, I mean, I feel like. There is some grounds for comparison uh, there to what Sandy just said, because I, I feel like so. I mean, like even right now, and and I, I think everyone who's been in crypto for a while is probably experiencing something similar where like all of a sudden, like all the non crypto people that you've been talking to, like all this time are finally like, oh, like I see, oh, I see Bitcoin's in the news or like crypto's in the news. And, you know, is this something we should be considering when you've been like talking to them about it for like years now? Or whatever uh but I'm, I'm saying all that to say like even after like you know explaining to some people what's going on what the deal is not not even just this past week but like even in this past year uh and they say like okay cool i'm down i want to get involved i'm interested in investing or becoming part of the community there, there's still like enough technical hurdles that are a significant deterrent to the everyday people that i feel like we're the and which is one of the reasons why I feel like the rocket is still like just getting off the ground because in, until like, uh, you know, my, my father-in-law or something can easily just go get some or whatever, 
then you know we're in a different stage of like mass adoption and i and i know uh i mean eight tracks i'm like a little little younger than eight track uh tapes but if my understanding about like the te technology is correct it's that you know that was sort of like an experimental thing when it came out not everybody really knew if it was going to catch on people sort of you know were standing on the side of the fence for a long long time before like the idea of portable music and everything really gained traction and then like the the dominoes started falling and everything and i i feel like we're still in that like fence sitting like era where like people are starting to catch on. They like get that this is a thing, but they're like, well, I, how do I get one? How am I going to like support it? Like moving forward? Like, do I really understand this enough? And, you know, I, I feel like until we've hit that like critical mass point, uh, we're, we're still like very, very young. So I, I don't know if we'll hit that in 2021. And, and I don't, you know, again, flow and wax are trying to like do those things, like bringing it to the masses. But I, I don't know if it's like too mass marketed for the masses to even like understand why that is so cool. Um, I don't know. I, it's, it's sort of a ramble. What, what do you guys think? That's a really, for some reason, it, it makes me think of a uh, sort of, it's an anecdotal story, you know, something that happened to me the uh, last month, actually, it was. I was talking to the, uh, at my day job, I was talking to actually the secretary for the CIO and she was telling me, cause I didn't even remember doing it, but a couple of years ago, I was just out in the hall, water cooler shit, you know, talking to the other techs about <laughs> the Bitcoin stuff that I was playing with. And apparently she overheard me and I didn't realize it. And she had gone out and she decided to buy some. And that was like two years ago. Cause she told me that, you know, she was having some trouble, but like, she was able to get a bunch of like Christmas presents and stuff like that this year. Cause Hell yeah. they were to cash out a bunch of the Bitcoin she had bought. I was like, Holy shit. I'm like, yeah. you don't know who's listening. Yeah. You know, I'm like, but just talking about it, you know, you might, other people might make fun of you or, you know, treat it as like a, Oh, that's a scam. That's a whatever. But I'm like, you never know what sort of side things are going to come out of the woodwork. You know, that <laughs> is pretty cool. So, I mean, I don't think it's a, all the exposure is good it might some people might take it too far they always do right like now we're seeing it shoot up so now everybody's like oh geez i should have bought it and they you know i wouldn't recommend mortgaging your house for it mm -hmm. no matter how you feel no. but, <laughs> but don't <laughs> just don't. throw it out as like a you know a non-thing or like nonsense <laughs> yeah and that's the beautiful thing about all of these coins you don't have to buy you know just a one whole one you could buy a percentage of it and you know grow your bag that way oh yeah dude it's funny that you said that man you never know who's listening shout out to my neighbor tom who's definitely not listening right now and <laughs> but you know i i moved to where i live now like four years ago and have been you know heavily involved in crypto either as a job or as a hobby for like a long long time now so i you know, I work from home. I'm, I'm, you know, inevitably, no matter where I live, like the crypto, the weird crypto guy, just by nature. And uh, my neighbor, Tom, who I don't have a goddamn thing in common with, like not even one thing. He's like the, the nicest guy in the world. He's got great kids. We're like, you know, good neighbors and everything. But he's the only dude in the entire neighborhood who like, you know, low key went out and scooped up some crypto like several months ago. And then all of a sudden I, I get a high five from Tom. And he's just like, yo, Bitcoin. Hey. <laughs> I was like, Tom? 
I was like, you of like all people, man. I, you know, I, I, there's there's people who work every type of like job where I live and everything, and the the tech people and all the people who understand any, anything. You know, Tom Tom doesn't know a thing about technology, but dude was dude believed me enough to go out and uh, and scoop some up at the right time. And again, not not giving anyone financial advice, and not Tom. If if you are listening, dude, <laughs> that's awesome. But shout uh, out to Tom, shout out to Tom, man. Uh, but it's it's cool, man. And I feel like you know stuff like that, right? You never know who's listening, and you get a few people involved who like you know would otherwise never be involved in something like that. And then times like this, uh, you know, get become very exciting when uh, you get a few more people spreading the word. And I, I got to say, I also love holidays where there's like a big run up and I look like a genius instead of like the big like dump fest that's happened around a couple of holidays. And you're like, yeah, still into crypto. <laughs> it's really cool, guys. The technology is going to change things. I'm telling you, just believe me. Your parents <laughs> in their head and all your family just like, yeah, that's that guy. <laughs> right. Right. Now you get to flex it at least. Um Cool, y'all. Anything? Uh, so back back to normal this week. Got all the all the regular shows uh, coming up. The Easy's listening party uh, as we speak. Uh, Foxy's back on track. Uh, in contact with Steve for another NFT Dev Saloon. On top of uh, a bunch of other things, Strawberry Sith, I believe, is going to start his Strawberry Sunday episode, which is going to be like an NFT like recap preview type of thing. I, I believe I got to source some details from him on that. Got Magmaster gonna start doing a thing, uh, as well as some of the musicians, love handles. Uh, yeah, it's it's a uh, it's gonna be exciting. Not to mention the the whip and Metal Olympics uh, back in action. This this is the final push. The last four events of the Metal Olympics before the closing ceremonies, the the first week of February. So sharpen your voxel hopping skills or or whatever you call them. I don't know. Oh uh, yeah, you know I saw uh, Ben. From crypto voxels he actually put a twitter out a, tw a picture of himself on twitter with his at the beach because he's coming back from vacation but he said something about a uh, pushing the wearables thing so i hope we're going to see some yeah. that quick you know first finally well he said on twitter so that's that's basically yeah a guarantee right it's law yep has to now <laughs> awesome yeah. uh sandy anything we missed anything else coming up that uh we should be hitting on Oh, and Dab Dragon tomorrow. Dab and Dragon also, tomorrow. we are back with our Avastar giveaway as well tomorrow as well. And um, and Huwa Wearable on Fridays. Nice. Oh, I also just want to say a big shout out to Frankie Needles, who I'm pretty sure was in the clan of people who lasted the longest on New Year's Eve from start to finish streaming the whole thing in his bar in Decentraland. And... Uh, People were virtually smoking and drinking the New Year's <laughs> New Year in the the entire time. So, big shout out to Frankie the Boot and DCL. Shout out! I don't know how you guys did it. I was so by seven p.m. my time, I was ready to knock out. I was too exhausted. You should have had uh, the starting of the drinking. That's all. Yeah. You, you got, chase, That's what I was the, missing. I was not drinking. That was the problem. You got to chase the adrenaline with beer until the adrenaline kicks back in towards the end. And then, uh, yeah, right around mid set of Natuno was 
It was R.I.P. Rizzle. <laughs> <laughs> All right, y'all. Good to catch up with you guys. And uh, yeah, we'll, we'll uh, be in touch. See you guys soon. Awesome. Awesome. See you guys later. All right. See you. Thanks, everyone. Thank you.